Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. <laughs> Damn it, Somebody tell him he's a rookie. What's up, Clipper Nation? Welcome to a brand new episode of the Believe in Clippers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network. I'm your host, Jesse Cass, and welcome to another episode as the LA Clippers are steamrolling along the competition. What a week it's been for the Clippers in a week and a half, two weeks, whatever, since the All-Star break. The Clippers have been on fire, fully healthy as we continue to knock on wood for that, but as a fully healthy lineup, 11-0, they've won six games in a row and have been absolutely dominant. It's been a really fun stretch. And we got a lot of good stuff to talk about because of it. So happy that you're here with us for this brand new episode of the Believe in Clippers podcast. If you enjoy the show or or first time listener, whatever it may be, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show on Apple. You can also find us on any other podcast directory, whether it's Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, or iHeart. And also at Believe.com and at Believe Podcast for the social media handles for all of that good stuff. So as we said, Clippers are rolling. A lot of big time wins, including... A very satisfying throttling of the Houston Rockets in their last ball game. Six wins in a row. A lot of good stuff here. And the Clippers adding yet another piece to what is already likely the deepest team in the NBA. So with all of that known, let's get into it here on the Believe in Clippers podcast. Let's go. And as we get into it here on this brand new episode of the Believe in Clippers podcast, we mentioned it's been a really fun time over the past couple of weeks for the Clippers who, since finally getting healthy, big surprise, surprise, oh, they're dominant. They're crushing it. 6-0 uh, in, in this recent win streak, averaging nearly 121 points per ball game, outscoring teams by 17 points. And that has been so fun to watch and probably in kind of a, a toss-up between the Denver and the Houston game for what might have been the most enjoyable game of the season between those two. And granted, there's been some other really exciting wins, but just going into that and, and into these past couple of weeks, especially coming off that Kings loss right out of the All-Star break that was so bad. Uh, Since the team has gotten healthy, you've had kind of these benchmark test games that we've seen over the past few weeks, and both the Nuggets and Rockets games, I think, were highlighted for the Clippers themselves and for a lot of Clipper fans for for obvious reasons. You had the Nuggets at the time were just ahead of the Clippers for the two-seed. Of course, the Rockets have won two games against the Clippers in their three previous meetings with both of those games and both of those losses really kind of stinging for the Clippers basically giving those games away after having them won. So the game against the Rockets, obviously important for that reason. And another team that's close with you in the standings and just a unlikable team rival in general, you want to see them win that game. But the Nuggets game, of course, and the Rockets game, both games, absolutely dominant show out efforts from the Clippers and the Nuggets game, a 132 to 103 thrashing at home for the Clippers. They were just all over the place, a consummate team effort with five different Clippers scoring in double figures in that ball game, led by Paul George with 24, where he hit six three-pointers in that game. And this was something we talked about last week as well, but Paul George just getting more comfortable and getting healthier. And we've seen that. We were saying 
not a time to panic. You could still tell that just trying to find his rhythm and his footing on the floor and really gain the explosion back and his athleticism and getting strength back in that hamstring. I think we're seeing it game by game by game since last week when we had this discussion and talked about Paul George kind of being in a mini slump. It was really about shooting poorly and not really being able to get past people on the dribble. We've seen the shooting return to form. We've seen more bounce in the step of Paul George, some springy dunks, getting past people, shaking people on crossovers. This is the Paul George that we that we know and we expected the Clippers to get. And as you said, that's not gonna that wasn't gonna change from one near MVP caliber year to the next. Paul George, of course, has just been dealing with a litany of injuries and it's all about rhythm and timing and coming back from that. So you can see him developing that and getting that back and with him emerging back as once again one of the top ten players in the NBA. You throw that back in with Kawhi Leonard, of course, who has been so dominant. And then this full, incredibly deep and versatile roster that the Clippers impose. This is why so many people had them pegged as Western Conference champion, NBA champion, really their pick for one of the best teams in the league. And we're seeing it now on a nightly basis where they're healthy, they're on the floor together, and they are playing better and better and better each and every game. And it's really been an incredible sight to see when this has been a full healthy roster. We mentioned 11-0 with a healthy roster. And now in the six-game win streak, we've seen really the the set-in-stone starting lineup for this ball club of Patrick Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, and Avica Zubats. And it has been a dynamic lineup for them. And it really sets up two full five-man units for the starting lineup and the bench lineup. And then, of course, you can interchange and mix things up from there. But that starting five that we mentioned. And then such an incredible bench unit that could probably be a starting team for a lot of other teams in the league. And Reggie Jackson... Lou Williams, Landry Shamit, Jamichael Green, and Montres Harrell. Just such a great team. And surprisingly, that second unit, incredible defensively. And for all the flack that Lou Williams and Montres Harrell really unfairly have gotten defensively, uh, especially Harrell, who leads the league in charges, taken one of the best in protecting the rim despite his size. Uh, you know, their defense has been fit in well. And Reggie Jackson as well, who not noted as a great defender, his effort has clearly taken itself to another level being on a contending team. And maybe just for the simple fact, he doesn't have to carry the load and play as many minutes. You can see his effort and his energy has been fantastic. And the new additions have fit in seamlessly. Jackson and Morris both fitting in perfectly on offense and on defense. Morris and Jackson, neither of them really forcing shots, finding the role within the offense and taking that role of being a role player type player rather than the guy who carries most of the load as Morris did on the Knicks and Reggie Jackson did on the Pistons. They have bought in completely and it's really led to a seamless transition for this team as they really start to hit their stride. And that was something as we went into the All-Star break, right when we came out of it on this podcast, we talked about at some point it's time to see this team rally off a streak of wins and really play some great basketball. And we're seeing it right now, you know, a 27 point win against the Grizzlies 10-point win against the Suns, 29-point win against the Nuggets. Kind of a little bit of an aberration with that 6-point win against the undermanned Sixers team, but still put up 136 in that ballgame. A 15-point win on the road against a good Thunder team. And then a 15-point win on the road against the Rockets, which was really much more than that. The Clippers were up 30 in that game against the Rockets, and that game was never close at all. And it was probably the best example all season long, if you want to look at a highlight tape of defense of the Clippers and their defense, which so many people had predicted coming into the year would be stifling, that was the game you're going to look at and say, wow, when this team is at 
their full potential playing at their best, this defense is absolutely suffocating and scary. And we saw it on multiple possessions against the Rockets, who are not always going to go 7 of 42 and shoot 17% from three. But a lot of that was due to the defense that the Clippers were playing. And they really had incredible schemes where they kind of were helping deep off Harden off the weak side corner with Kawhi Leonard helping there. And then Patrick Beverly kind of playing center field in between corner shooter, whether that was P.J. Tucker or Daniel House, and Russell Westbrook on the wing and kind of baiting the Rockets to throw to Westbrook and have him shoot from the outside. And their rotations were the best they've been all year. And then just really playing their own style of basketball. This is where the Clippers team can really hang their hat above anyone else in terms of their versatility. They can go big. They can go small. They're kind of a chameleon of a team where they can play any which way you want and probably do it better than most other teams that are trying to play that way. So we know with the Rockets and their mini ball, small ball, whatever you want to call it, Clippers, with their length and versatility and ability to switch defensively, can play small, but they can also play big. And we saw that with Ivica Zubats, who continues to be such a good addition for the Clippers from last year. The four-year deal that they signed him to for $7 million a year seems like an incredible bargain that's going to pay big dividends throughout the years. But Zubats... 17 points, 12 rebounds in just 20 minutes. He was 6 of 6 from the field, protected the rim really well. And, oh, by the way, Zubats, 14 of his last 14 over the last four ball games, So not missing shots at all, grabbing rebounds at a high pace and protecting the rim. Zoo has been great. And then Montrez making them pay inside as well, 19 and 10 for him in 22 minutes, along with all the other perimeter scores for the Clippers who were lighting it up, led by Kawhi Leonard with 25. So it was a dominant team effort from the Clippers and probably the most exciting sign of what is still to come for this team in terms of where they can go come playoff time. This was a really impressive win, an impressive little mini two-game road trip uh, with the wins over the Thunder and the Rockets as well to lead to this now six wins in a row and, and lead into the matchup against the Lakers, which is their third matchup of the year. Of course, the Clippers have won the previous two. It'll be a little bit of a unique start time, 12.30, but on daylight saving time, so Really kind of an 11.30 feel for that 12.30 game. We know the Clippers already kind of struggle with the early starts, so we'll see if that makes a difference at all. But regardless of how they perform against the Lakers, uh, and of course you want them to play well and win that game and keep things rolling, but this team has already proven they can beat the Lakers. They've already proven they can beat pretty much anyone in the league. And for them right now, it's all about continuing their progression of playing well, and finding their rhythm offensively and defensively. And we've seen the progression of that in each and every game uh, since that loss against the Kings on the 22nd. And we've seen it reflected both offensively and defensively. We mentioned the team averaging over 121 points in this recent six-game win streak. The defense has also been incredible. Outside of that one game we mentioned against Philadelphia where they gave up 130, 97 to the Grizzlies, 92 to the Suns, 103 to the Nuggets, 94 to the Thunder and 105 to the Rockets. These are a lot of teams that are dynamic offensive teams, and especially in today's NBA where even the worst teams in the league still average over 100 points per game. When you have multiple games through this stretch where you are holding teams under 100 points, that shows just how incredible the defense is, and then you throw in the fact that you're still scoring at a high clip while holding teams under 100 just shows the dominance that this team has really started to exhibit, and it's finally what we expected from this team. And as we've said all along, it's about health. And it's easy to look at some disappointing losses against lesser teams and point those out and kind of get nervous at certain points of the year. But 
all along we've said, if this team is healthy, let's judge them then. And this is the real product of the team. And if we're judging it on this, this is one of the best teams in the league, if not the best. And you look at, of course, the Bucks are on a historic pace of what they've been doing. The Lakers have their claim as well. But this Clippers team, when they are at 100%, they have every reason to feel like they are the best team. And I think because of their defensive versatility, that is what gives them the edge over anyone else. Where we've seen, I mentioned in the Rockets game especially, but what they can do in terms of their switching and their length on the floor can't be matched by anyone else. Kawhi Leonard, Paul George, two of the best wing defenders in the NBA. You throw in Marcus Morris, who is also very switchable, very strong, can guard the perimeter and the post. Of course, Patrick Beverly, one of the best defenders in the league. And perhaps a big revelation in that Rockets game, we mentioned how good Zubats was. The fact that he can't be played off the floor in small ball anymore. And that was the case in the series against the Warriors last year, where they, of course, were still one of the best teams in the league at that point with the juggernaut that they had going with Kevin Durant healthy and Curry and Thompson and Green. With all systems go, Zubats was really unplayable in that series, but he's talked about having worked on his body, his foot speed, losing weight, and it's really evident. Zubats is one of the best in the league at protecting the rim, an incredible rebounder, great finisher, likes running the floor. So while in certain matchups you still might want to go a little smaller and have Montrez out there, the fact that Zubats is not a liability against these smaller lineups is now a huge advantage to the Clippers because we saw them feast on the inside against the Rockets and feast on the glass. And that's what you can do when you have athletic centers that can get up and down the floor and stay on the floor when they're playing against smaller lineups. So the fact that Zoo can do that against smaller teams is huge because we already know what he can do against other big centers. Zubats still just 22 years old, so so much room to grow for him. And we've seen... Just from last season to this, the growth for Zubats is incredible. So the fact that, as we mentioned, they've got him on a very nice, manageable deal, not only pays big dividends for this year, but for a lot of years going forward for this team as they look to be a perennial contender with just such a deep and incredible team. So it's just another reason to feel good and excited about where this team is and where they are going. And they have really responded to kind of the call-out from Kawhi Leonard after that loss against the Kings where he was saying, the time is now, and we talked about it last week as well. The time to turn it on was out of the All-Star break, get things going, get the continuity, start developing. That is exactly what's happened, and it's been really fun to watch. And uh, the the new additions have fit in seamlessly, and looks like there's going to be another one coming into the fold. The Clippers are filling their final roster spot on a 10-day contract for veteran center Joakim Noah. And you know what? Why not? Just add in... Another veteran presence who's been through it before. Noah did have some nice moments with the Grizzlies last year. Of course, coming back from injury, uh, Noah's not someone that's likely going to play a lot for this team, but what you do get in him is just even more insurance that I guess the one question mark that some people have had about the Clippers is their lack of a true backup center. Of course, Montrez Harrell plays a lot of center, as does Michael Green at times off the bench. Uh, But if you do need a traditional five who can defend the rim. Joakim Noah can do just that. He's always been a great defender and rebounder, uh, and he's just someone that can provide a little toughness. Not that the Clippers are lacking in that at all, but provide extra of that. And we know that the Clippers are likely going to be battling to the bitter end with the Lakers. Just another LeBron antagonist. Joakim Noah has always uh, been up for the challenge of going up against LeBron. You already have, of course, guys that are going to defend him. And now you have someone who 
will maybe irk him a little bit. So why not just throw something else into the mix for the Clippers? This really feels like an insurance policy, but when you're filling your final roster spot, uh, really hard to go wrong with adding a guy with this much pedigree, this much experience, and of course on, on a minimum deal. So no real risk for the Clippers there. And of course the the always correct Woj saying that 10-day contract, but barring any setbacks, Joakim Noah will likely be with the team for the rest of the season. So you just add insurance. As you said, this is a team that has dealt with injuries. So anytime you do that, you want to make sure you're covered on all your bases. And this team is beyond that now with all of the talent that they have really going 10, 11, 12 deep if they really want to. So it's another addition to a great ball club and another tough, trash-talking heavy player who is not afraid to back down from anyone. Seems like he'll fit in just fine. So like the move, just adding to, as we said, what's already something that's rolling along now. And we'll see uh, how the Clippers keep going in the next couple of weeks. They have a couple of other big games upcoming. We mentioned, of course, the Sunday afternoon matinee against the Lakers. You know, with the Clippers having already won the first two ball games, as I said, I don't think there's anything really for them to prove, but you still want to be able to keep that confidence. And on the other end, make sure the Lakers have that seed of doubt that they can't beat the Clippers. And at this point, they haven't proven that they can. So if you're the Clippers and you can take a third consecutive game from the Lakers, I think that would do a lot just in terms of confidence and sowing those seeds of doubt within the Lakers. So I think that's the real opportunity in that ball game. And also, I think it'll be interesting to see if it is a close game down the stretch. We've heard all the talk throughout the year of who's going to guard AD. And, oh, the Clippers have no one to guard AD. Anthony Davis has had horrible fourth quarters in both of the games against the Clippers, where he has really settled for mid-range shots, has been passive. Uh, So I think it's really more on Davis and the Lakers to prove something than it is for the Clippers in this ballgame. So I think the Clippers will come out with that same energy that we've seen uh, where they look to get out at a high level on a quick start. We saw it against the Rockets. We saw it against the Nuggets. I think we'll see it again against the Lakers. So hopefully they can carry that over into a win, and then they follow it up with a little road trip up north to the Warriors up in the Bay Area to take on Steph Curry, who's back for Golden State. Uh, the rest of the roster for Golden State still pretty young and raw, but anytime you have Curry on the floor, makes it a, a tougher game. So that'll be an interesting game on Tuesday. And then the Clippers are back home for three in a row against the Nets, Pelicans, and Mavericks. The Nets and Pelicans will be a back-to-back on next Friday and Saturday. So we'll see if Kawhi Leonard plays in that. Highly doubtful for the fact that he hasn't played any back-to-backs this year. And with just all the additional depth that this team has, we'll likely see Kawhi sit one of those ball games and see if the Clippers are able to overcome in that. But uh, those are the big games coming up. And then you follow that with a game at the Nuggets on March 18th, which should be another big one. The Clippers right now, after their recent win streak, including wins over the Nuggets and Rockets, uh, have found themselves in the two seeds, sitting alone there right now. A game ahead of the Nuggets for the two spot, and now three and a half games ahead of the four and five seed. So really trying to put some distance between themselves that they can continue to rack off these wins, including that game in a, a week and a half against the Nuggets. I think they can really solidify that hold on the two seed and and give themselves their, their that comfort there, and and maybe even make a run for the one spot. We'll see if that's possible or not. But uh, a lot of great things happening for the Clips, and we've got it all covered here on the Believe Podcast Network. So that's going to do it for this week's edition of the Believe in Clippers podcast. Next week we'll have you all covered with the results from the Lakers game and everything everything else going on with Clippers basketball. But until then, now you can. 
Enjoy the show on any platform that you like. And if you're listening on Apple, please rate, review, and subscribe. You can also find us at Believe.com with over 200 shows on the platform. And follow along at Believe Podcasts on any social media for their handle, whether it's Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook. And follow me on Twitter at Jesse underscore Cass. So with all of that said, we said we'll keep you updated on everything happening in the upcoming weeks for the Clippers. Until then, thanks again for tuning in to another edition of the Believe in Clippers podcast here on the Believe Podcast Network, LA's number one sports podcast network and the only place for the show for every team in LA and more. We believe in our LA teams. Do you believe? Go Clips. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.